Good afternoon, mamas, mamas to be, mamas of the spawn. Me and Shay are here today. Hello. And I think what we're we've decided on is we're going to uh, debut uh, Shay's son Lincoln. So if you hear all that, that's what's going on back there. But hey, it's real life. This is what happens, guys. Um, I think the topic for today is going to be um, a mixture of just like the the mom the mom shame, the mom guilt, the unsolicited advice that pushes us into that mom guilt, and um, how we get out of it and how we get around it. So let's jump right into it. What is one of your most recent unsolicited advice stories? Oh my God. Just with the whole breastfeeding shit, people tell me, oh, you shouldn't breastfeed for this long. You should stop breastfeeding him to sleep, you know. So that's also something that my my story, my personal story was going to be too, because I don't currently breastfeed my kids. I have a nine-month-old son and a four-year-old daughter. No shame to anyone that breastfeeds, you know, up to four, but there's no way in hell I could do that ever, even if I was still breastfeeding. So props to you guys. Um, also what I was going to say is the reason that I have suffered with the unsolicited advice, not the reason per se, but part of the unsolicited advice that I, I got a lot was when I had to stop breastfeeding my children just because it was mentally too much for me. I could not, I'm not the type of person that I can get up every two hours and stick a kid to my titty. I just can't do it. And I'm the one that can't get up every two hours and make a fucking bottle. Right. The city <laughs> was so much easier for me. Right. Well, um, I mean, just like us, everything's easier, you know, for different people. Different things are, are easier for different people. But I know once I did stop, there was never just a time where people were like, oh, okay, you don't breastfeed anymore. It was, well, why don't you breastfeed anymore? Or right. why did you stop? Like, that's none of your business. And mine is all... Why do you feel the need to breastfeed for so long? Right. But again, why do you feel the need to ask me all these questions about my boobs? Right. And it's none of your business. As long as my kid's fed. Exactly. Then the, it, it shouldn't be a, of any problem to anybody else or, or you shouldn't be worried about it, honestly. So let's move on to more of the controversial unsolicited advice, uh, mom shaming topics. So, vaccines, especially, mm. <laughs> especially right now with the whole COVID vaccine thing going on and, and just normal vaccines in itself, I personally do not vaccinate my kids. I don't believe in any vaccination, much less the COVID vaccine. So, that's just where we stand on it. We won't be getting, we won't, you know, just not to go too far into it politically or anything like that, but my kids don't have any vaccines and nor will they ever have any vaccines. Uh, and mine does. And I regret it. Right. I wish I could unvaccinate him. Right. Why? I, I feel like I was pressured into it, mm -hmm. you know, by the doctors and mm -hmm. the nurses because they have to have them for school, but they don't. 
See, so, yeah, that's so where they got me, those motherfuckers. <laughs> so they, um, with again, without getting too far into it, the doctors get a, a lump sum of money for every kid that they vaccinate with right. each vaccination. You know, blah blah blah. Um, re- religious exemptions do exist, and you can use them to not have your kids vaccinated. And I just want to put it out there: not telling you to get vaccinated, not telling you not get vaccinated. We're not going to get too far into it politically, you know, or anything like that, other than. I don't vaccinate my kids. She did. She doesn't want to anymore. You know, things like that. But we're not going to get so far into it that it becomes a debate. And that's the whole topic of this right now. Um, but we we don't and we won't. Um, but there is, like Shay was saying, a lot of pressure from your doctors, your, you know, even your parents and, and your uh, in-laws, your grandparents, things like that. Because all they know is vaccination. Right. You know, growing up, they just knew, okay, well, this is the vaccination we have to have. This is vaccinations we're going to get our kids. So I'm fully vaccinated, but I won't vaccinate my kids. So I believe in the natural remedies to everything, the oils, the herbs, the root plants, the, you know, just things right. like that. But that's just how we are. And, and like we always say, to each their own. So speaking of our parents and our grandparents, aunts, uncles, family, whatever, I love you if you're listening to this, but I don't care what you did in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s when y'all had us. Shit's different now. Let me do my own fucking thing, please. Well, and to branch off of that, also, like, I'm one of those people, I'm okay with hearing what you have to say. You know, like, if you if you want to tell me, oh, well, this is what we did back when I had you or I had your sister or I had your dad or I had your aunt or whoever you gave birth to. I'm okay with hearing what you did, but don't push it as far as like, this is what you have to do. This is what you need to do. Just be like, this is, this is how I did it. You know, maybe you could try it and see if it works for you and your kid. If not, then okay, cool. You don't have to do it like that. I'm just one, like, I like to hear people's different opinions and different views on things but don't force it down my throat you like to hear it I couldn't care less (laughs) I really do I do like to hear it just because I like to know like it's it's intriguing to me to hear how like things have changed so I like it in that aspect not necessarily like telling me what to do or how to do it or things like that I just like to hear how things have changed just given the timeline So another topic, um, a lot of moms get a lot of hate from or just even the judgmental glares. So, you know, like the side eye, like, I can't believe you're doing that look. Um, when your kid cries and how you handle it. Okay. I will pick you up every single time. And I'm not picking you up at all. <laughs> you're going to sit there. Okay. Let's let's rephrase, rephrase that because... There are times, like, if you get hurt or something like that, like, if you need to be picked up. But if you're just sitting there crying because you want to be picked up, like, you're going to have to cry it out for a minute, son. I, I don't know what to tell you. No, come here, baby. No. I got you. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't have time for it. And we were just even talking before this little segment and um, our, our husband's. I get to say husband now because I was married Saturday. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I forget about that because I keep wanting them calling my fiance anyway, completely off topic. Our husbands are will even get aggravated with us for, mm-hmm. for parenting the way that we're parenting. So just think about it because if your husband is getting aggravated with you, then you know there's a lot of other people doing oh, it too. Oh, yeah. 
but our husbands can voice it, you know, because it's yeah. their kids too. Um, so how do how do you and Alex approach the crying thing? Um, I pick him up and Alex bitches about it. <laughs> he's like, just let him cry. He's fine. I'm like, he's crying for a reason. And even if he's not, I got you. I got it's you. Okay. I just pick you up, son. It's okay. Just come here. Let mama hold you. Um, see, and mine. Now I'll go and check on him. Like I'll anytime they cry, I'll right. I'll go right to him just to make sure that it's not like a legitimate reason that they're crying. Do, you know, did they bump their head? And it's just a little goose egg or did we break a bone and we're bleeding and we actually need attention? Right. So when Mason cries throughout the night and it's time for him like to get a bottle or something like that, I'll go in there immediately when he cries and Michael's like, give him a minute to self-soothe himself. Yeah. And I understand it, but like, I'd rather just go ahead and deal with it than let him sit there and cry for a minute because I know what he wants at that point. Right. And when he wakes up during the night, it's a bottle and to change his diaper and get him right back to sleep real quick. Now, let me say, I don't pick him up if he's just whining. Mm -hmm. But if he's crying or like scream whining, I'm going to get him. Right. So, I mean, I guess basically it's kind of. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of the same thing for both of us. Um, It just depends on when and how they're crying because when, okay, if you get deeper into it, like I know the difference between Mason's hurt cry and Mason's hungry cry and Mason's just want attention cry. So I'm sure it's the same for you, right? So you can tell which cry, which pitch means what. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and then the daddies can't yet, you know, it takes them a couple, a little bit longer for them to decipher which cry means what. Um, well, and I think it's also because I'm home all day. Right. And Alex is only home, you know, in the afternoons. Right. And that's another topic that we'll get to um, here soon is the staying at home versus the working mom and this, that, and another. But as of right now, like the 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 looks that you would get for picking up your kid every time he whined or cried or whatever is, is ridiculous. You know, there should not be... My philosophy is if them kids are not being beat, if they're not being neglected, if they're not being harmed, if they're healthy, fed, and well-loved, leave them mamas be. Worry about your own damn kids. Yes. <laughs> Worry about your own, your own household, your own kids. Worry about yourself. I mean, now step in if if they're getting beat or something like that, obviously. But as far as like how many times that kid's picked up or how many times that kid is is like held that day or are you feeding formula or are you feeding or breastfeeding or did you start solids right at six months or have you started milk yet and they're not even a year old like keep that to yourself so have you actually ever like been mom shamed to your face i don't know it that's a a hard question for me to answer because i feel like i have but with my viewpoints and and my opinion on things, no. Because, like, somebody can say something to me and I'm just the type of person to shut it down. Like, keep it to yourself. I don't care. Okay, cool. That's how you feel. On to the next. Like, it doesn't phase me. Like, I know it does a lot of women. Right. See, I don't think I've ever been mom-shamed myself. But, like, in general, I feel like C-section moms catch a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. 
for sure. And I, you know, and I constantly forget because to me, there's no difference. Like you've got a kid. It, it's not my first, when I see a woman with a kid, it's not my first thought like, yeah. Oh, did, did she vaginally birth that child or did, did the child come out via C-section? Right. Like that doesn't matter to me because you're, you're, you're still a mom regardless. Like that doesn't change the fact. It bothered me a lot at first because it's not like I chose to have a C-section, but now I'm like, my kid is fine. I'm fine. Everything's good. Right. Who right. Who cares? You know, who gives So, did a you shit? ever have anybody, like, personally say something to you? No. Um, okay. But just, like, online, you know. Oh, those mom the, groups. Oh, yeah. The those are toxic. warriors. Oh, those yeah. are toxic. Mom groups are so toxic as we sit here and form one. But, like, <laughs> the, um, the majority of mom groups, I feel like even the ones that I'm in, are not there to help and, and oh, yeah. build and and support other moms. I feel like they are there to make other moms feel better about themselves when they see something they don't agree with. Yeah, I remember one time a mom told another mom that she would rather die than have a C-section. How do you think that makes someone feel? Right. Like, like what? Probably way, way lesser than, you know, and it it sucks for for moms like like you like you did not have that choice there was a possibility of death if you didn't oh, yeah. if you didn't go into that c-section and there's no reason that a mother should ever feel like they're lesser than or like they made a wrong decision right. because they had a c-section the only the only plan you can have going into birth or going into baby. birth. Right. The only the only first certain thing going into a hospital to give birth is that you're going to come home with a baby. And and let me backtrack on that because that's not even for certain. Exactly. So, yeah. and I remember begging my doctor not to let us die. Right. You know, and and that's a, a sensitive topic I know for for a lot of people because a lot of people do have stillborn babies. They're their their babies are born sleeping, I think is the the term they yeah. use. I'm not real educated on that and and somebody correct me if I'm wrong but there's no certainty to birth none now that I actually say it out loud right, so like yeah you can go in with a plan you can you can write your birthing plan you can talk to your doctors you can you can plan it all out but and I did and everything went wrong right. I wasn't gonna have an epidural I was gonna do everything in my power to do it all natural right my epidural failed and then I had to be put asleep well, for see, a section. My, my epidural failed with my first, and then we found out with my second it was because my spinal cord twisted. Oh, I just forgot to tell him I had scoliosis. Yeah, well, I told him I had scoliosis, and they still didn't. He just stuck the needle straight up, oh, like shit. it wasn't like it wasn't twisted or anything. But um, that's another thing that a lot of moms go back and forth with with and have such um, trouble making a decision on is the epidural. You don't get a fucking trophy for going through more pain. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay? Like, you, there's, there's nobody at the, the delivery exit door that says, here's your trophy because you you experienced excruciating pain even though we had, you know, measures to, to stop that. Here's your fucking golden needle. <laughs> right. No. And, and if you didn't have an epidural and you did give birth naturally, you go, girl. Yeah. You go, girl. But please, nobody feel like you absolutely cannot have one or you're a bad mom. Because I know that when I was, my first one, she's four now, so I was 21 when I had her. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that unsolicited advice come in. Don't get an epidural because it, whatever drugs you pump into your system are pumped into that baby. Oh my God. Because that umbilical cord's still connected. And whatever you get into your system, she's going to get into her system and this, that, and another. And it's like, 
okay, but um, I'm being induced and I'm getting the epidural and she's only going to be in there for like 10 minutes maybe after this epidural. So let's just get this over with. Right. I, and, and it doesn't... Callie was born with her eyes open and her head held up. Like, there was no difference. I, I think about this every single day, about how I was not awake to see my kid be born and that just kills me every day i'm sh i'm sure it's something that that would bother and me Alex too. too he wasn't there either right because of the pandemic no right? they wouldn't let him in the room because i was put to sleep well i thought with c-sections they could you could have one yeah unless you're put under i guess oh you were fully put asleep yeah, I was put to sleep completely okay yeah that would make sense then because uh, every any anytime I see a C-section mom that has their husband or fiance or whoever their significant other in the room with them, their eyes are still open and they're still able to like look around because they're paralyzed from the waist down. So well, my epidural didn't work, so that's why they had to put me completely right. Under. That makes sense. That makes sense. I didn't even think that through. I didn't. I never connected those dots as many times as we've as we've talked about it. Now, and I'm sure that you had a lot of backlash come from that, like. As far as I will say, C sections are so fucking hard. The recovery is so hard. But they ain't got shit on those contractions, right? So not the con shit. You, so your contractions hurt worse than your C sections. Oh yeah, absolutely. All my contractions were in my back. Oh yeah. See, I had back contractions. I had back labor for both of mine. Oh, it sucks. It was horrible. It was horrible. But let me tell you something. It's a lot in. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> the medicine they gave me was the best high of my minute. life. Let me tell you something else. Stayed all. Because <laughs> it works. I remember, okay, so let's just get off topic here for a second because it has nothing to do with it. I'm, I mean, I'm sure somebody will shame me just for the drugs. But um, I remember laying in, in the bed while I had already been induced. I was in full-blown labor. I was in full-blown contractions. Like... I was hurting. And so I told the nurse, I was like, can you give me some medicine? She was like, absolutely. We can give you some medicine. <laughs> she come in there with a half syringe of Stadol. She shot me up with Stadol. And Michael's like, well, before that, where, you know, that kicks in, I'm going to go down and get our phone chargers real quick. And so he left to get his phone or our phone chargers. And I just remember being so high. <laughs> I was laying in the bed. Y'all, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> so so the TV was on, and, and I don't know if a commercial, like one of the commercials had come on or something, but I remember the nurse walking in the door, and I just raised up, and I was like, maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> no idea where it come from. But Whatever they did gave it. me, yeah. I could not keep my fucking tongue in my mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know, I remember that nurse just looked at me, and she was like, honey, just lay back down. <laughs> just, just lay back down. I was like, oh my God. And then Michael walked back in the room and I was like, did you get my French fries? <laughs> he was like, I didn't go to get French fries. That's the I went to get our chargers. <laughs> so it was ridiculous. But um, I'm back onto the, like, <laughs> the normal topic, like the topic of this segment. Um, I just, I mean, basically we could sum it all up with just, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> like if it doesn't have anything to do with your child. And like we said earlier, if, they, if they're not being harmed in any kind of way, keep it to yourself. I mean, it's just, especially it's, if no one fucking asks you. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's, that's another topic. Um, if somebody asks you for advice, all Give for it. it, 
all for it. I'll give you advice right now. Right. Fuck button up sleepers. <laughs> I can't stand the button up sleepers. I cannot stand the button up sleepers. I like the zippers and Michael absolutely hates the zippers. I'm like, why? They're, They're so much so easier. Easy. They are so much easier. Anyway, so basically just keep it to yourself unless it's asked. And, and even if it is asked, tread on light ice. Like, t- tread carefully and keep your, keep your judgy comments to yourself. So now that we've talked about, like, a couple of the different topics that we get the unsolicited advice on, you know, the things that we get shamed for, the things that we hear about most, like, how do you personally um, deal with it? Like, what do you do when somebody tells you something that you you didn't ask for or gives their opinion on what you're doing and and you don't care. Like, how do you deal with that? I smile. I (laughs) nod and I say, Oh, okay. (laughs) So you handle it a lot better than me because what do you do? Oh, listen, I will straight out tell them I did not ask for that. I do not care. Like, Okay, cool. Next. Like you're way more outspoken than I am. Oh, I'm so outspoken. (laughs) Like I'm very, I'm very. I'll keep shit bottled the fuck up. No, not me. You will I don't have know. time for it because I used to do that, and then it all bottled up and and bubbled over. Like I, I do not have time for that. It's um, it's 2021, guys. If you do not want to hear something, feel free to. You know what? Here's here's my advice. As uncomfortable as it makes you to get this unsolicited advice, make them ten times more uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, if they're like, oh, well, you shouldn't have your booby out in public feeding your kid. Just whip that bitch out anyway. Without even feeding your kid. You shouldn't look. <laughs> why are you looking, you weirdo? Right. Like, why does it matter? I, absolutely. I'm just saying, like, if it makes, if if you get in that information, it obviously makes you feel uncomfortable. Especially with the whole breastfeeding yes. in public thing. We didn't touch on that topic. But even when I, I, I breastfed um, Callie for eight weeks, I think, and I was able to breastfeed Mason for maybe three or four, mm-hmm. if that. But like I say, I am not mentally built for that. Um, props to all you moms that are. But when I was yeah. breastfeeding Callie, like we would go out in public and I would breastfeed in public. If my kid's hungry, my kid's going to eat. Like that's all there is to it. So I never encountered, like, I encountered the weird looks, and I just kept doing what I was doing. But I've never encountered, like, somebody saying something to me. No, no one's ever said anything to me. And I don't breastfeed in public, public. Like, I breastfeed in the car. And um, one time, I had to take Alex to get a drug test for work. And obviously, Link had to go, too. Mm -hmm. And I was breastfeeding Link in the car, minding my own fucking business. And this old-ass, weird-ass man walks up. Looks into my fucking window, crinkles his nose, and shakes his head. Okay, I would roll my window down. I'd like, sir, do you have something to say? Excuse me. Over here, come here. Let's discuss this. Hell but no, you, you might have snatched my <laughs> ass up. No, we have a. We believe in our Second Amendment. We have guns everywhere. Um, so you ain't snatching nobody unless you want to snatch a knot in your head too. Yay! Tell him, Link. That's right. Um, no, but that's the, and we feel like. Just just breaking breaking topic once again. And y'all will figure out that this is more of like a listen in on our conversations type podcast than it is a structured, here's the topics, this is right. what we're talking about. Like, yeah, we'll have a topic, but we're just going to go, this is just a conversation. Um, but anyway, we feel like because we are such different mothers and different people right. in general, 
And we don't judge each other for it. Right. We're still friends. We respect each other's opinions. Right. Like. We agree to disagree. Absolutely. And we don't. And see, and then there's the hard part of it, not for me or for you, but like normally between two people that don't have the same opinions, like we don't feel like we have to tell the other one, well, you're doing it wrong or you're doing, you know, you should be doing this or this is what works. Now, there are times Shay will message me and she'll be like, hey, what should I do for this? Or or does this work like this? Or you have never given me any advice that I have not asked for right or sometimes like if I know she's struggling or if I can tell that she's just you know stressed out or overwhelmed I'm like hey well why don't you try this if you want to I you know and and if you don't then that's cool too but this worked for me to try and you know level my stress out sometimes but there's never been a time I was like well you're doing it wrong this is not what you should do but I also feel like that's how we've always been we've known each other since we were what nine seven seven years old well had I fell in the fire yeah Okay, so I fell on fire at 7. Yeah, because we had to cancel the camping trip. Well, we were already on the camping trip when I fell on fire. But that was just me and Poppy and sister. Yeah. So, I don't know, probably about 6 or 7 years old. Yeah. So, either way, I mean, we've always been like, and we did not plan to have our baby so close together. Oh, my God. I there, remember you made a Facebook <laughs> post talking about, hey, I have baby clothes for anyone who needs them. And I was like, hey, girl. I might yeah. don't know what I'm having yet. And you're like, are you pregnant? And I was yeah. like, yeah. And you're like, me too. <laughs> yeah. We we were the, I think we were the first of each other's pregnancy to know, like outside of Michael and Alex. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we knew each other was pregnant first. Um, and our babies are only three weeks apart. Linky's a lot bigger than Mason. But <laughs> He's huge. He's just a chunker. Well, Mason's longer and skinnier, and yeah. Link is shorter and chubbier. He spit it out. Anyway, um, and like point proven here, we'll get way off topic, way, yeah, <laughs> way too much. But um, I'm trying to get on our Facebook right now and just actively look at. I posted a status before this episode was recorded. Now, I think that this episode's actually going to come out next Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, because it's supposed to come out the first week in October. Right. So, it'll be out next Wednesday. We're actually recording it a week early. So, I posted a status on Facebook and I asked, and sorry if I'm yelling, I'm just trying to make sure that the phone, the microphone's picking us up. And I asked, what are some of the craziest pieces of advice you had? And what advice have you gotten that you were shamed for not following? How do you deal with unsolicited advice? So I had one lady comment on there uh, about the vaccinations. She says she's tired of hearing the don't get the vaccination, get the vaccination, don't vaccine your kids, vaccine your kids. She's so sick of hearing people judging others for doing either one. It's pathetic that my 14-year-old son decided, decided to get the COVID covid vaccination and i can't even tell my family because i hear so much backlash so what do you feel about that um i feel if you want to do it that's your choice but it shouldn't be pressed on other people to do it it's all my body my choice when it comes to people wanting to get abortions and stuff but not when it comes to not wanting to wear a mask and not wanting to get a vaccine absolutely now as far as the not being able to tell your family thing i feel for that because i personally and and don't get me wrong because not all my family is supportive in every decision I make I don't think anybody's is but I personally would love for my immediate family which I consider to be me my husband and my kids that's my immediate family I would love for 
in the future, we know that my kids aren't old enough right now, but in the future, I'd love for our family unit to be supportive of everybody's decision and, and it be something that we can all sit down and talk about and ultimately get to a decision for each person. And even if you're not supportive, don't fucking tell me. I don't care, you know? Like, I don't care about your opinion. Right, absolutely. Keep it to yourself because it, it doesn't change my opinion. Right. Uh, so I had another lady comment on here. She said, probably the crazy advice, the craziest advice I've ever gotten was when I was told to not put, she put his name, I'm going to say son, uh, to not put my son's diapers on tight because it was making him have a tiny waist. What? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't, I mean, that is pretty crazy. I've never heard that before, but some folks will come up with just the oh, craziest yeah. outlandish. Oh, yeah. Like, results of whatever you're doing so that they can deter you from doing what you want to do. A lot of people have actually told me not to put shoes on babies because it will make their feet deformed. Now, I remember telling you not to put shoes on your kid, but I never said because it would deform his feet. I said because yeah. what's the point? He's not walking yet. So, um, oh, here's a good one. Also, I should send my kids to public school for socialization. I have heard that so much. So many times. Ever since and I'm, I'm not doing it. Absolutely not. He will be homeschooled. And mine will too. I posted a status on Facebook um, the other day about how we had decided to homeschool Callie. Now, Callie's four. She doesn't technically have to go to school for another two years. But we wanted to start early. Callie's excited about learning. Callie is excited, you know, about school and this, that, and another. So we we started the alphabet and we're starting slow or whatever but I, I posted a status on Facebook on our personal Facebook and I was like hey look at what Callie's doing this is what we're doing this week this is what we've decided to do with Callie we're gonna homeschool not that I had to uh give a reason to anybody as to what my decision was get down from there but I um I did I was like hey we decided to homeschool because all the crazy crap that's going on in public schools you know they're they're doing sexual education in kindergarten now yeah and it's not even not. it's not even just your basic stds and um mm -hmm. things like that staying safe while having sex it's anal sex and masturbation yeah i've heard about that being taught in like second grade yeah i don't have time for that that's my Absolutely place to teach my not. kid so and i don't think i would ever teach my kid how to masturbate <laughs> like, i'm sorry yeah, that's <laughs> I'm sorry. He'll learn just can... like we all did. Right? <laughs> like I Four. Yeah. <laughs> Four. <laughs> what does this do? So, no, I um, I, I decided not to put her in, and for many other reasons, too, with the whole pandemic thing. She's expected right. to go to school with it being everybody's close to each other and doing their centers and activities in the same right. group and this, that, and another, and she's going to walk in there, and they're going to want a mask on her, and they're going to have plexiglass dividers between every kid and you can't play with your kids at recess or your friends at recess you got to stay six foot apart here's a jigsaw puzzle for you to do on the playground i'm i'm not for it and i'm not i'm not with it but as many as but times if you want to do that that's fine too that's just oh absolutely what we believe absolutely and i'm glad you made that point because there's also the i'm blessed enough to be able to stay home with my kids same yeah right so now I work a couple hours at night here and there just to, you know, get out of the house. That's my mental break. But there's also, like, a lot of parents can't. A lot of parents cannot, especially single moms. 
cannot financially afford to right. stay home with their kids. And that is so not fair. Absolutely Did you not. know that, I don't know about where you guys live, mm-hmm. but where we live, it is like $200 a week or more. When Callie was for in. one child. Callie was in daycare for maybe two months when she was around six or seven months old. Now, given this was a higher standard daycare, like there was baby yoga and swimming lessons, yeah. but it was $275 a week. That is insane. How Absolutely. is that even, who can afford that? Nobody. I mean, I'm some, some people can, and they're very lucky, but some people can't, and that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then to, I mean, even to get the government assistance for it is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. It's so hard. So, but um, back to putting putting Callie in homeschool and making that Facebook post. I completely, like, I just made the status. And then here come the comments rolling in. Well, what are you going to do about socialization? Well, I hate she's not going to have any friends. Well, what about the activities that she would have got to do in, in school, but she's not going to get to do now? And we've talked about that too, Alex and I. And Link can be in sports. He can do karate. He can do baseball. He can do soccer. There's so many recreational sports that he can do to make friends. Well, and not only that, but there's so many groups on like Facebook right. and, and other places. And TikTok is a good place to find a lot of stuff to do with homeschool too. Right. I mean, I know it's a broader horizon, but... Facebook has so many groups, like just literally you can go into Facebook and type Georgia homeschooling and there's like 17 groups that'll right. come up with how and what, um, what you can do. Like as far as Cali, we, we've already planned like trips to the zoo and the aquarium and those right. are socializations and learning and um, experiments all packed into one thing. And we're lucky enough to where we live close enough together. Yeah. We can get our kids together whenever we right. want to. Right, like 20, 30 minutes, depending on traffic. Right. So it's not a big deal. Now, like we said, not everybody's lucky enough to do that. And I feel like we might have kind of got awful and, and strayed a little from our original topic here. Right. But it's all the same. Whether it's breastfed, formula fed, solids, not solids, whether it's uh, vaccination, no vaccination, mm-hmm. whether it's homeschool or not, whether, you know, whatever it is, there's always going to be a flip side to the coin. Right. There's always going to be somebody that says the opposite of what you're doing. You just do whatever you feel is best. Mother intuition is a real thing. Absolutely, it is. And and it's um, just to... Just touch on that a little bit mason was sick last week Mm -hmm. um and had so much congestion that i ended up taking him to the er because it he couldn't breathe like he was struggling to breathe he couldn't drink anything he couldn't uh eat any kind of solids without it getting stuck in the mucus in his throat and he was throwing it back up so that was it and and i was like michael we've got to take him to the er and it was 10 o'clock at night we took him to the ER. They literally did nothing but swab his nose for RSV and flu. Looked at us and told us, it's probably sinuses and sent us home. No, like I know my kid. Right. So we come home. Saturday, he was not any better. Sunday, I took him to his, no, Saturday, he wasn't any better. And I took him to his pediatrician. They said, well, we're going to swab him for a full respiratory panel. So they swabbed him for a full respiratory panel. And then Sunday come around and we hadn't had the results for that. And I called him. I was like, well, can I get a nebulizer or something? Because his breathing's not any better. And they were like, no, it's not going to help it. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, how, are you not, how, how do you know it's not going to help it? Because you don't know what it is. 
Um, Monday, his breathing still was not better. I mean, this is what going on four days now. Right. His breathing is horrible. He can't eat. The kids used to eat and everything because we do do solids. Um, he he wasn't able to eat. And so I took him back in Monday and I was like, y'all, y'all have got to do something for his congestion while right. we're waiting on this panel to come back because this is not normal. He can't eat. He can't even drink. Like he could drink juice, but that was it. And they were like, well, if he's drinking Pedialyte, then he's fine. I was like, no, he's not fine. Um, they ended up giving him steroids. His adenoids were swollen. Oh my god! So we went from sinuses to adenoids being swollen, and it would have never been pushed like that, and unless I had a kept going up there, and it was right. just my mother's intuition just telling me something is wrong. Something is more than sinuses, or more than, and then and then come to find out his his respiratory panel come back completely normal. So it's his adenoids, and I'm. I'm lucky enough to where Link hasn't been sick yet. And I'm just dreading the day that that fucking happens. Well, and with him being breastfed, they say that, you know, the breast milk will help him keep him from getting sick so much, too. Oh, okay. So See, I don't know shit about breastfeeding. I just know I put him on my boob and he eats. Right. Well, they say that the... the I do know from when I was doing research, when I started breastfeeding mine, that the saliva that he puts onto your your booby mm -hmm. will tell your body what kind of milk he needs so what kind of oh, okay. nutrients and stuff that he yeah. needs so if he is getting like a slight cold or something his saliva will tell your body that and your body will produce the medicines oh, for him okay. to or the nutrients not the medicines but will produce the nutrients for that cold too and help fight that cold so but anyway um i just feel like um Either, either way, whatever it is, like I said earlier, you're always going to have something, somebody that disagrees with you, mm -hmm. somebody that's going to feel like you're doing it wrong or and feel like they need to tell you. social media. Oh, don't get me started on that because I, um, social media to me, like, I, it, it's an advantage sometimes because you can right. get on there and... You can uh, talk about, you know, well, my kid's doing this. Is is your kid doing this? And that's a, a lot of a problem, too. And um, a lot of mothers take and um, what was I trying to say? A, a lot of mothers take and compare their children to the oh, other. I am so bad about that. There's a mom group that I'm in and um, it's a January baby's mom group. Hey, y'all. Um, <laughs> And some babies are already walking. Yes. And See, I'm like, and what's wrong? Like with Link, Link's three three weeks younger than Mason, and he's sitting up, and he does his little dances, and he claps and yays and waves. Mason does not. Mason will wave now because we let him play together that one time. Right. So Mason will wave, um, but he will not sit up. He'll pull himself up every once in a while, but that's not an all-the-time thing. Um, and... But I think that's the that's just because I'm like I see Link all the time. I hear about him all the time. Yeah. You know, so when you say, "Oh well, Link has got eight teeth," and then I'm like, "Well, Mason's got four. You know, but it's not like a well, I can't stand your baby because your baby's doing better than my baby type thing." <laughs> but I'm it's like, yeah, I'm really bad about comparing him to other babies. I'm I, like, well, what's wrong with him if he's not, you know? speaking in fucking french what's wrong <laughs> right well why is he not saying um uh so why is he not like looking at babies and being oh, hola como esta yeah like, like <laughs> what what's wrong with him 
So that's actually why I don't put him on Facebook at all. I actually regret that I ever put that I was pregnant on Facebook. Completely? Like you didn't want anybody to know? Yeah. Why? I just, I don't know. I just don't. There's just so many creepy people out there. I don't want him exposed to like weirdos and I don't know. I just feel like when he's old enough to make his own social media and put his own pictures on there, then that's his choice. See, and I post mine all over Facebook all the and time. And that's good too. Right. Like, But I will say, I'm about to mom shame real quick. Uh, stop posting, not you, stop posting your pictures of your babies in the bathtub. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, not. That is just I don't think over creepy. I don't think that's necessarily mom shaming though. Like, just, hi, PSA, like, just a warning, guys. Like, not telling you what you should or shouldn't do, even though you just said stop. But, <laughs> I mean, that's just like giving creepy people pictures are geolocated naked pictures of your baby and they're geolocated yeah every one of them you take even if you don't pin your location on them they are geolocated embedded into those digital pictures and can you imagine like seeing a picture a naked picture of yourself on the internet before you were old enough to post it yourself yeah (laughs) before you were old enough to get only fans i would be (laughs) i would be mortified yeah no um see and i don't think about it like that nor do i post pictures of my naked kids or anything like that so um i know a lot of people will say well i put a sticker over it but it's been proven where those stickers can be removed yeah yeah. they remove those stickers so just watch out for it guys um i think that is is something that you can say something about because it's putting your kid in danger yeah or it's putting it's putting a child in danger so i feel like it's something that you know with with things like that, or we won't get into it right now, but car seat safety. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's mom shaming. I don't. I don't think it's mom shaming. No, I, mean, I think can, there's a way to go nicely. about it. Yes, like, absolutely. Just move that buckle up a little bit, or not even. You don't even have to like comment on the post, like private message them. Yes, but like, hey girl, I just seen your picture of your absolutely beautiful baby. But could you move that clip up just a yeah. little bit, like? There's just so many. There's just so many things, guys, that come to mind when um, when you think of mom shaming. And, and here's another one. I just, um, I just got another comment on my post in Facebook. I won't, I won't add any names. I don't like to read names unless we have explicit permission. Um, her husband's grandmother told her that she needed to put salt and seasoning in her kid's baby food to make it taste better. Salt in the baby food. I season my baby food. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we don't do baby food. We just feed well, him we what we're both. feeding him. Okay. I just, she said, with baby led weaning, I feel like he doesn't get as much in his body as right. purees. And right. And I'll season like his fucking green beans with a little bit of garlic powder. Yeah, absolutely. I think they need to taste. But we just feed here, Callie. We just feed our kids what we're we're eating. Um, but she went on to say, yes, same with me. Judgment regarding vaccines and for not co-sleeping. Oh, well, that's crazy because I get all kinds of judgment for co-sleeping. Like my all the judgments for me come from why is Callie still in your bed at four years old? Oh, I wanted to co-sleep so bad. Alex was not fucking about it. Okay, well, he was not about neither it. was Michael because when me and him got together, Callie was two years old and still sleeping with me, and his son was two years old, and like 
in his bed by himself in his room yeah. in the dark yeah and that's how mason is mason will Lincoln not sleep too. with us he yeah. cannot sleep with us he won't sleep with us he has to be in his crib he won't even sleep in the car or the stroller oh my god me too and at first he would sleep everywhere but his bed and now it's completely different which is fine it just makes it a little more difficult to go places and do stuff right and well this lady even went as far as to say i have no judgment for how people allow their kids to sleep but I've been told I'm rude for putting my kids in their own cribs at two months old. What? Rude. Rude. It's rude to give your kids their own sleeping space, guys. Oh, hell no. Okay. <laughs> it's rude to, to not want somebody jabbing you in the back with the knee all the time. Like, I know you have this idea of wanting to co-sleep, but once they got older, once he was to get older and get big, because he's already big. So once yeah, he was big when he got My older. and like. <laughs> So once he was bigger and he got older and he was actually sleeping in bed, I can guarantee you would have been like, hell no, get out yes. of my bed. So it would have been either him getting out of the bed or Alex would have had to sleep in the guest room. Because oh, let me tell you this. When um, So Alex made me move Lincoln into his own room at four months old. He right. was in the bassinet by our bed. And Link, like, talks in his sleep and, like, grunts in his sleep. Yeah. And it would keep Alex up. And Alex has to go to work. Right. So Alex would sleep on the couch for, like... <laughs> For like months and then he was like you know what it's either me or the baby <laughs> it's my room damn it <laughs> put the baby in his room we spent all that time no y'all actually built an extra room for him didn't you no for the cats <laughs> so we have okay we have some cats some cats they needed their own room yeah of course i can't talk to you no more <laughs> Because babies aren't supposed to be around litter. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Okay, I understand. And that. my mom had this embedded in my mind that the cats would like smell Take the milk his on his lips and try to suffocate him Take by feeding him. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? We can't get rid of the cats. I love them so much. And Alex was like, I guess we can build onto the house if you want. <laughs> So, so but listen, that could be your what's the craziest thing you did because of your pregnancy hormone story? I built a room. I built a room for my cats, and they have like special built um, shelves onto the walls. Oh. <laughs> and special built like cat trees. Okay, listen, I'm not. I'm not mom shaming. I, I'm cat mom shaming. <laughs> Listen, we've been friends for years and I've never heard of this, guys. Like, I thought she built that extra room for her baby. <laughs> she built it for her cat. Okay, so real quick, how many pets do you have? Um, a lot. Okay, but what kinds? I have cats. Uh, we have dogs. Yeah. And then a ferret, a rat, a snake, and two leopard geckos. Okay, so not a lot. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That's not a lot. Well, I had... <laughs> I had a bearded dragon, had to get rid of her because while I was pregnant with my last one, I could not stand the smell. So, oh my god, I could, I dreaded having to feed the lizards because their tank was so tall and my belly would like bump into the tank <laughs> trying to feed the lizards their right. fucking crickets. Yeah, it's crazy, guys. It's so crazy. Yeah, we love our animals. Obviously, you built a room for. <laughs> I still can't get over that. I'm not shaming you. And she was just making fun of me for leaving the TV on for the dog. Oh, my gosh. She checked. She got here, and then she checked her camera, and she was like, I said, is that is that live feed? And she was like, yeah. I was like, did you leave the TV on for the dogs? <laughs> she, well, and then she looked at me like I was crazy. She was like, 
Of course. Duh. I was like, what do you mean, duh? Like, my dog stays in the house. We do have a dog. She's a German Shepherd mix of some sort. Yeah. We have, she was a stray. Um, she might be, like, nine or ten months old. Um, when we leave, we leave. Like, everything goes off. And she's just left in her little kennel, and she gets to lay there, and she, I guess she sleeps or something, but... I'm not running my electricity bill up so this fool can feel comfortable in the house while I'm not here. <laughs> uh, my dogs really like Paw Patrol. No, Shay. <laughs> no, they don't. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we've gotten completely off topic. Oh, yeah, way off topic. We've gotten way off topic. Um, so let's just wrap it up with um, how are some ways that you, you cope with mom shame, mom guilt, unsolicited advice, like, how do you basically let it go in one ear and out the other? So what's the best advice you can give to help someone in a situation where they're feeling the guilt or they're feeling the shame? Find a good friend to talk to. I don't know what I would do without you. Oh, don't make me cry. Because <laughs> I feel like whenever I'm having like a bad day or like just shit that I need to get off my chest or yeah. drama I always have you. So yeah. find a good friend that you can trust. Because, bitch, you can't trust everyone. No. No. Because some of them will be like, oh, yeah, we're best friends. Um, And then not show up your wedding. So. Ooh. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it hurt me in my heart. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I wouldn't have missed it. No. I, and I know you wouldn't have. Um, that that's some good advice for me too. Um, find somebody that you can talk to. Uh, if you have a spouse, make sure that you can talk to your spouse about it and let them yes. know how you're feeling. And hey, I mean, especially if it's like his family that says something. Hey, um, your mom, your sister, your brother, your aunt, your uncle said this to me today, and it made me feel this type of way. And you know, how do you think we should approach it? How do you think we should right. address it? Um, I do, I do feel like there has to be absolute support from your spouse oh, yeah. on, on all edges. Um, you have to have that good friend and you absolutely, absolutely have to have a good support system, which I guess would go back to the, the mom, I mean the spouse and the good friend. So, right. I mean, just basically all, you just have to have somebody to get that stuff off your chest to. Right. If you don't have that. There's all kinds of forums out there where you can anonymous, anonymously post. Like, send us an email. Yeah. Send us for an sure. email. I love friends. Yeah, absolutely. Send us an email at uh, motherhood exposed, motherhood XP. Sorry, got cut off there. So it's going to be motherhood exposed, motherhood xposed at gmail.com and you can send us an email anytime you want to like i said just let us know what you want the specifics in the email to be like do you want the names do you want the you know your names their names uh relationships do you do you need anything altered um but other than that guys we'll see you next week and i think we've even discussed maybe posting this one a week early just yeah. <laughs> just because we're so excited to get it out there and we just want everybody to know you know and be aware that it's real and it's normal. Yep. So we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Join us next week when we tackle the topic of stay-at-home moms and working moms and the differences and the obstacles and the sacrifices each make. So we'll see you next week.